everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. A Brooklyn family visiting Sesame Place in Langhorne in outrage of what happened in this now viral video. Of course, the, the character interacts with several other families um, that are of the Caucasian descent, as we believe. Um, and when it comes to them, what we see is that the character actually goes around those girls. It, you know, the, the character changes direction to some degree um, so as to avoid um, my clients. An attorney representing the family of the two six-year-old cousins says the little girls were devastated by what happened Saturday afternoon. Okay, so by now we're all familiar with the story of what happened to the two little black girls at the Sesame Street Parade. Um, that obviously sparked a lot of backlash. A lot of folks had a lot to say about it, and I myself have something meaningful, I believe, to contribute to this as well. Um, but first, let's check in with what some of the subsequent protesters had to say. People have accounts of this going on for years, dating back 30 plus years ago. So because you're saying that you're going to do this now, we don't want to slap on our hand the pacification process where you say you're going to do something. We need to see the proof. This behavior is going to continue because the behavior comes from the top down. It ain't the person that's inside that, that, that costume. It's not dumb that you got to change. You got to change the people that own Sesame Place. If you don't respect our black children, right. do not expect our black dollars. That final voice there, of course, from Ben Crump, uh, a name that we all know uh, very well around here, and making an excellent point. If you don't respect our black children, don't expect our black dollars. Um, and I want to say a few things before I say what I'm going to say, 
because it's important to say these things. Uh, our response to this has been incredible. You know, we, we do love our children and we do protect our children. And this is a testament to that. Um, you know, our children are valuable and special. And uh, ever since I first saw the, uh, the famous uh, black-skinned, white-skinned doll experiment, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please look that up. But ever since I saw that experiment, I recognized that uh, our black children, especially our black girls, needed us to pour into them in a significant way because the world was not set up for them to thrive or see themselves as beautiful. So we as parents and as, you know, uh, community members had to make it a point to illuminate and otherwise illustrate the value of our children to them as they grow up in a society that has a standard of beauty that doesn't look like them exactly and that values features and, and things that really aren't necessarily part and partial to us as human beings or our culture. So um, again, I'm all for how this has unfolded. Um, but there's something that I think that we need to bear in mind. Okay. Again, I want to say it, that I love the response, but I want us to make sure that we're maintaining a measured response and that we are aware of where we can go with these things and what the outcomes can be. Because if we bear that in mind, then if we start to approach those outcomes, then perhaps our anger and our um, rage may be placed in places that can provide more effective results. In other words, we don't need to make mountains out of molehills once we've uh, addressed the mountain. I'll, I'll, I'll make that make sense in just a second. So let's go back to the beginning here. Um, these little girls, they go to a parade, and they are passed over by a person in costume. Sesame Places or Sesame Street Parade or whatever the, the, the company is. Um, they initially have some sort of response saying that the person could not see the children. That wasn't sufficient and that wasn't accurate. Obviously, all children are the same size, so... Um, that doesn't really hold up. They come back and then they say, uh, well, the, the person was um, saying no in the video. You've seen the video by now. Um, but the person in the costume was saying no to holding a baby and was just kind of waving off that whole section of the, um, the parade. And there's other angles that don't necessarily confirm that story, but they don't... I haven't seen any videos that don't make it untrue either, you know, because someone could have been waved away and then walked away. And, you know, the videos that I've seen just show the two little girls there. So I won't make a big deal out of that. But I have done a bit of research on this. Now, when uh, Sesame Street Place um, acknowledged that um, the person in the costume did pass over the little girls, uh, feels devastated that the little girls took that from uh, her when she was in character, or him when he was in character. I'm not sure if that's a male or female um, in the costume yet. 
Um, but, you know, they acknowledged, okay, this is the hurt that was experienced by those two little girls. Here's the reason. It wasn't based on our conversations with our employee. It wasn't uh, an attempt to discriminate against black children. It was just circumstantial. There was someone offering a baby. The, the, the person in character, our employee, waved off that whole section of the parade and continued on down the street hugging other white children further down the line. Um, and we acknowledge that this happened. We acknowledge the hurt. And what we're going to do is make it right by those little girls. We're going to offer those little girls uh, an opportunity to come back and spend time with their character, their character that they want to um, hang out with. And we are going to um, commit to diversity training. I believe that was in a tertiary uh, um, note or something like that. So. I start looking at this and I start wondering, well, what more can they do? And there's a lot of people that are saying, well, that's not enough. That's not enough. That's not enough. But I think it's important for us to ask, well, if they, if they acknowledge the hurt and they acknowledge what they did wrong in the situation, and how they're going to remedy it moving forward. Um, that's how you, that's conflict resolution 101 for any relationship. As, as you may have heard at some point in your life, how you deal with conflict is you say, this is what you did. Do we agree on that? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. This is how it made me feel. Am I entitled to that feeling? Yes, yes. Cool. This is what I would hope you would do in the future. Can you commit to that? Yes, yes, cool. Conflict resolution 101. No one needs to raise their voice. No one needs to do anything. And for the most part, the vast majority of um, transgressions, that is sufficient, right? And so for Sesame Place, um, what I don't want to see happen that I'm kind of seeing happen is this sort of mob mentality surrounding these children's characters when you know the truth is if you want if we want our children to idolize you know characters that will acknowledge them 100% of the time we can there are black children's characters you know in the past you know a couple of days with my son listening to um Gracie you know and uh there she's not the only one there are other um, characters that we can champion for our children in our households. Um, so I don't know that that's necessarily what the, the main issue is here. I think that what I'm seeing is, again, that mob mentality. And I'm not going to speak for other people, but my fear is that if we continue to demand beyond what under normal circumstances, an individual would deem a reasonable response. Again, this is what happened, this is how it made you feel, and this is what I'm gonna do about it moving forward. A reasonable response. And we devolve, maybe that's not the best word, but I'll use it. We devolve into this sort of mob mentality where everyone is just mad for the sake of being mad. Well, what, what do we want? We want, what, what more is there? You heard the gentleman saying we want to fire the people at Sesame Place, 
But I, I don't know that that's necessarily the right thing in this moment because their response when the, when all the things fleshed out was, hey, we're going to fall on this sword. We're not only not only are we going to make sure that those little girls we make, we do right by those little girls, but we're going to train everybody to make sure that those girls and little black children especially are included and that we we tackle our own biases just in case they're there. That's a response that I would want from anybody. That's not the sort of person that I would want to have fired. I'd want a person that responds in ways like that to be fortified and I would hold that person accountable. That person has learned a real lesson. That person has come face to face with what it means to hurt somebody, to be at the helm. And a person with that type of experience oftentimes is a person that has learned a real life lesson. Now, I want to flip this around. What if it was me? And I want you to follow me on this. What if it was you? Okay? And you're the person at the helm. Okay? It's, for me, it's very easy because I am very fortunate. I get to talk onto this microphone and people all over the country get to listen to my words. But it's not impossible that I could misspeak. It's not impossible that the wrong thing could be said, right? Um, and, you know, I try my best to convey intent and feelings, but words and intention aren't, they don't always match up 100% of the time. So people can be hurt, right? And if a person were to come to me and say, hey, what you did or what you said hurt me, Ramses, well, for the most part, all I have is to say, okay, I acknowledge that this is what I did. I acknowledge this is how it made you feel. And I will commit to doing this other thing moving forward to ensure that there is not a repeat of that. In other words, I have grown up a little bit more. I have learned my lesson. Okay. And I, if I'm making a commitment a little bit older, a little bit wiser, and with the now firsthand knowledge of how that makes someone feel, then I feel like I'm in the best position ever in my life, ever at any point in my life. I'm now in the best position to make sure that that doesn't happen. But what happens if people come and they say, um, oh, no, we want you to lose your job or we want your bosses to lose their job or that sort of thing. You know, we start to see that mob mentality. People are just out for blood because it's very easy for that thing to happen. Now, this in no way is a defense of Sesame Place or Sesame Street or these characters or anything like that. It might sound like that, but I'm using this as an example. And the reason why I need this example to be stated is because we are fighting lots of battles on lots of different fronts. One that is very, very important to me is police injustices to the black community, which I could argue has a, a bit more serious implications. Oftentimes we're talking about life and death situations, right? Not to make light of what the, these little girls went through or what uh, the other black children in the viral videos that kind of patched together, you know, a lot of black stories of children, you know, being passed over in these parades. Not to make light of that, but again, we're fighting other battles as well. We're fighting political battles in D.C. We're, we're fighting lots of different battles. And what we have to bear in mind is that 
whether or not we like it, we are appealing to the majority in this country, white people, about our plight. And if we always come across 10 times out of 10 as angry and combative and as impossible to uh, work with, you know, if they feel like they cannot remedy a situation with us, that an apology and, and addressing the situation will always be insufficient, then there is no longer an incentive to apologize and try to remedy the situation. And I worry that if we continue to devolve um, into that mob mentality, that we might miss out on some tremendous opportunities to build bridges. For me personally, I always leave a little bit of room in the narrative for some forgiveness because I think that's important. People are allowed to be people. People are allowed to make mistakes. Nobody is just the worst thing they've ever done. Nobody is just the best thing that they've ever done. People are complicated. That includes you and me and all black people as well. And we deserve forgiveness as well. I have a brother that went to prison for something that he didn't do, right? But, there are many people that go to prison for maybe things forced to do. Maybe the situations that are beyond their control. Look, I had to choose the lesser of two evils. That was the lesser of two evils. They deserve the capacity for their forgiveness as well. They are not the worst things that they've ever done. This is my belief. And again, this is just an example. I am not defending Sesame Street or Sesame Place, so we don't have to have that conversation. Um, there are people that deal with social issues who have a lot more experience with handling the nuance of situations like this, and they can do so better than I can. But what I'm seeing causes me a bit of concern because I recognize that when someone does their best to make good, even if they don't make it all the way good, it's a teachable moment and not necessarily a moment for us to continue to double down on the fact that we there was harm against our community. This wouldn't have gone viral if we didn't see it. You know, there wouldn't be video compilations of it if we didn't see it. Now, bear in mind, there's other people who make other videos about their perspective and their narrative. You know, you could just as easily splice together a ton of videos of those characters hugging all black children, right? Um, and so I don't want us to, again, be given to the mob mentality or just to take what we see as face value. I want us to leave a little bit of room for nuance. And I want us to always leave a little bit of room for forgiveness, especially if people are trying to make it right. I think that's a good rule for us to have across the board, including Sesame Street, uh, it's hard for me to even say this, but sometimes it's even necessary when we're dealing with politicians and police officers. Sometimes. That's hard for me to say, but I know it's true. So, food for thought. I'm not saying I'm right, but I do feel if we have a conversation about this, maybe somewhere in the middle we'll find our path forward. So once again, I implore you, to reach out to me. I'm Ramses Ja on all social media. You can use the red microphone talkback on the iHeartRadio app. Send your thoughts to me. Let's talk about it. If it's meaningful, if you have some insight that I don't have, I have no problem sharing it. 
with everyone else. And we'll find our way through this together. Um, and I hope that that'll work. Until next time, y'all. Peace. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. We went from normal life, healthy child, to acute lymphoblastic leukemia, or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.